0: Section 54 of Stories from the Operas by Gladys Davidson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Wilkie Mills. Wolf Ferrari. The Jewels of the Madonna. it was the day of the festival of the madonna and all the pleasure-loving folk of naples had turned out to enjoy the holiday in honour of the event quite early in the day taking up their stands in the best vantage grounds in order to get a good view of the great church procession and to join in the wild carnival fun in one of the public squares facing the sea a more-than-usually merry crowd had collected, to the great delight and amusement of Old Biasso, the scribe, and to the annoyance of young Gennaro, the blacksmith. Old Biasso had brought his pens and papers to a table outside his mean little hut, and here he plied a busy trade, since many of the pretty girls in the crowd gladly gave him commissions to write love letters for them to their various sweethearts. Young Gennaro, however, found the boisterous crowd far from his liking, since he had no intention of joining in the carnival pranks, and only desired to pursue his usual daily work in peace and quietness, having many disturbing thoughts to occupy his mind on this particular day. For Gennaro was in love, and the object of his adjuration was a wild, willful maiden, whose beauty and charm enthralled him to distraction, but who could not be persuaded to look upon him in any other light than that of a brother, and as a brother, moreover, whose prudence and restraining authority she scorned. The lovely Maliela longed for excitement and light pleasures, and her high spirit resented the wise restraints imposed upon her by gennaro and his worthy mother carmela with whom she had lived since earliest childhood only too well did gennaro know this and he was just now torn between his brotherly sense of duty in keeping the madcap girl from the temptations of frivolity and his lover's longing to grant her every desire The former had prevailed today, so far his mother and he having determined to keep Maliela within doors, so that she might not be exposed to the careless license of the festival crowds. But, as Gennaro plied his work outside the house, he knew that Carmela had her hands full in keeping the disappointed and angry girl occupied with the domestic tasks she abhorred he was therefore more than usually irritated by the amusing cries of the street vendors and by the pandemonium that reigned supreme amongst the giddy holiday folk who however cared nothing for the harassed looks of the pale youth who seemed so determined to work whilst they played in the distance the church bells were ringing merrily and the sound of singing proclaimed the fact that the great procession of the Madonna was already formed and parading the streets. And presently some gaily decorated boats drew up to the quay and disembarked a number of pretty little boys decorated in festival clothes as children of St. John, who were followed by little flower girls garbed in white, all marching through the square to the accompaniment of musical instruments. The appearance of the children gave greater animation than ever to the scene, and most of the merry-makers followed in their wake to join the approaching procession. The square was thus left somewhat quieter for a short time, and Gennaro, at last overcome by his conflicting feelings, had just seized this opportunity of a peaceful moment to sink upon his knees beside the anvil and offer up a short prayer to the virgin for guidance in his dilemma when the beautiful maliella herself impetuously burst forth from the house beyond closely followed by the distracted carmela who held in her hand a comb with which she had been endeavouring to straighten the girl's untidy locks but maliella was in a rebellious mood and refused to allow her guardian to make her neat and presentable "'if her fair locks were to be kept hidden "'from the appreciative eyes of the outside world. "'She had roughly broken away from Carmela's restraining hands, "'and now appeared in the square with disordered dress "'and her jet-black hair streaming over her shoulders, "'calling out passionately, "'No, no, you shall not make me look fair "'for the benefit of my mirror only. "'I am beautiful, and I long for love and pleasure.' This is the festival day, and I mean to enjoy myself with all these merry folk. I will be held in no longer. Shocked and pained, Gennaro ran to expostulate with the willful girl, only to receive fiery words of scorn in reply, and in spite of his and Carmela's entreaties, Maliella flitted here and there about the square "'Sticking on her head a paper cap "'dropped by one of the holiday-makers, "'and spurned on in her rebellion "'by the encouraging tears of old Viasso "'and the lively youths who had now returned "'to behold the approach of the procession, "'she struck a coquettish attitude "'and called out audaciously, "'Here I am, young and pretty, "'and longing for kisses. "'Who will oblige me?' "'Instantly!' There was a rush to seize the seductive and mischievous young beauty, all the youths being eager to accept her invitation. But Maliella merrily eluded them all and ran out of the square, only to be closely followed by her new admirers. A band of Camorists now appeared on the scene, headed by a handsome youth, Raffaele, their dashing leader, and quickly taking in the enticing situation, they joined in the pursuit of the fair truant. Gennaro sought comfort from his shocked and dismayed mother, from whom he learnt that Maliella had been adopted when a foundling baby by Carmela as a mark of her gratitude to the Virgin for having preserved the life of her beloved son when laid low by some childish complaint and bidding him think no more about the unruly girl, Carmela advised him instead to seek guidance by praying before the approaching statue of the Madonna. No sooner had Gennaro departed to join in the procession than Maliella appeared in the square once more, closely pursued by the handsome Camorist leader, Raffaele, whose ardent nature had been instantly magnetized by her unusual beauty, and who was already in love with the pleasure-seeking girl whose tantalizing elusiveness fanned his sudden passion at every turn. Hoping to please their leader, the Comorist followers began to dance in a circle around the pair, calling merrily upon the girl to redeem the invitation she had given. But Maliela, now somewhat alarmed by the situation in which her saucy audacity had placed her, still tried to escape from the inevitable embrace of the enamoured Raffaele, even though at the same time elated and pleased by the hot words of love and admiration which he poured upon her, when at last, by a skillful manoeuvre, he seized her in his arms. Then, ere the victorious youth had time to snatch the kiss he hungered for— maliella pulled out a long dagger-like pin from her hair and dared him to the deed at his peril not to be put off by such a threat raffaele boldly seized her round the waist only to receive a sharp stab in the hand from maliella's stiletto pin the girls daring however but inflamed his passion the more, and after kissing the bleeding wound in his hand, he seized the opportunity of Maliella's hands, being engaged in replacing the pin in her hair, to thrust a red rose into the loosened bodice of her gown. Determined not to admit herself one, even though secretly responsive to the advances of the handsome youth, Maliella plucked out the flower and flung it to the ground. But the procession, at that moment appearing in the square, she allowed Raffaele to help her on to a chair that she might get a better view of the dazzling spectacle. Raffaele never ceased his pleading for her to heed his words of love and to return his passion, and incensed by her haughty scorn and seeming indifference, He cried out passionately, as the statue of the Madonna was borne by, "'What, then, can one do to please you? "'Must one thieve and do evil to win a kindly glance, "'since protestations of love and goodwill are naught to you? "'I will do any deed to satisfy you, if you will but name it, "'even to the committing of sacrilege. "'Would you wear the dazzling jewels of the Madonna?' I will snatch them from the passing statue now, if it will cause you to smile on me. Close quote. But Maliella was now terrified at this outburst, and uttered a cry of horror at this last daring suggestion made by Raffaele, who, however, only laughed aloud at her alarm. And at this moment the girl was again accosted by Gennaro, who once more begged her to return to the house. And upbraided her for holding converse with the Camorrist leader, declaring him to be the most notorious lawbreaker in Naples and not a fit companion for a young girl. Still resenting his interference, Maliella pertly bade gennaro mind his own business and yielding herself more and more to the fascination of raffaele she now permitted the camorrist leader to see that his attentions were pleasing to her her unmistakable coquetries and roguish glances stung the already jealous gennaro to madness and he would have fought with raffaele then and there had not the return of the procession with the Madonna statue in its midst compelled him, with the entire crowd of merrymakers, to sink upon his knees in prayer. As the procession passed on its way to the accompaniment of the carnival rejoicings, Raffaele flung his red rose a second time at the feet of Maliella, who now picked it up, "'kissed it, and flashing a tender glance "'at the eagerly expectant Camorist, "'fled into the house with a joyous laugh, "'followed quickly by the unhappy Gennaro. "'Later on, as the three members of the household "'sat after supper in the back garden, Carmella, anxious for the peace of her home, "'endeavored to persuade Maliella to retire "'to rest early in the evening.' "'even though the festive sounds of the carnival were still to be heard without. "'But neither Maliella nor Gennaro heeded her words, "'both keeping a sullen silence until Carmela, with a deep sigh, "'bade them good-night and retired to her own chamber. "'No sooner had the elder woman departed Then the two young people renewed their dispute, and Maliella, again crying out against the restraints of her life, declared she would endure such an existence no longer, but would run away that night and seek a home elsewhere. The young blacksmith, half stupefied by this unexpected announcement, begged her to give him a farewell kiss. And when Maliella reluctantly offered him her cheek, he clasped her in his arms and passionately poured forth the tale of his own love and devotion for her. Maliella, utterly unable to regard Gennaro in any other light than that of a brotherly protector, repulsed him with laughing scorn and unbelief but failing to prevent his further protestations and entreaties for reciprocation she boldly declared her love for raffaele and when gennaro with jealousy raging at his heart turned aside with disdain at the mention of the outlaw camorrist's name she passionately announced her preference for one whose love for her was so deep that he was even willing to risk his immortal soul by offering to steal the jewels of the Madonna for her adornment. Staggered at such a suggestion of sacrilege, Gennaro renewed his efforts to prevent the departure of Maliella, who now tried to escape from the garden, and after a fierce struggle, the girl was compelled to retreat, and ran up a little outside staircase to her room with a jaunty step and a carelessly defiant laugh. Darkness had now fallen, and, left to his own devices, Genaro gave himself up to the gloom and misery engendered by his unrequited love. Then, suddenly one tempting thought began to seize hold of his imagination until his whole being became obsessed with the taunting suggestion. Had not she expressed her admiration for one who would even commit sacrilege for her sake? The Comorist, in spite of his boast, had not yet proved his audacity by committing the deed. Then, why should not Gennaro himself steal the jewels of the Madonna this very night, and by laying them at the feet of his adored one, win her love and admiration away from his rival. In his present feverish state of mind, Gennaro was utterly unable to resist the temptation of this overwhelming thought, and crushing down his horror at the sacrilege he would thus commit, and thinking only of the joy of winning approbation from his beloved Maliella, The passion-racked youth staggered to his tool-chest, seized some files and other necessary implements, and made his way out from the garden by the seldom-used postern door, which, however, he carefully locked behind him. Almost immediately after Gennaro's departure, a band of the camerists appeared on the outside of the large, securely fastened garden gate, headed by the dashing raffaele who had brought his companions thither to assist him in serenading his newly-found lady-love and on hearing sounds of seductive music maliella presently appeared on the little staircase that led down from her chamber window she was now clad in loose white garments over which she had flung a scarlet shawl and seeing who the serenaders were, she hastily ran down the stairs and made her way to the gate. Raffaele greeted Maliella with rapturous delight, and his renewed protestations of love and his eager invitation for her to leave her present dull abode and join him in the haunts of the Camorists were so enticing that she could no longer restrain the responsive chords in her own heart and was overwhelmed with joy when her lover embraced her through the bars of the gate. The thought that Gennaro might be lurking near, however, filled her with alarm, and entreating Raffaele to depart at once and promising to visit him in the Camorist abode on the morrow, she tore herself from his embrace. As Raffaele withdrew with his companions, she stood for a moment as though in a reverie still feeling the joyous thrill engendered by her lover's presence then hearing the sound of approaching steps she turned hastily and cried out in alarm at the sight of gennaro who now stumbled into the garden through the little postern door his face white and haggard and his whole appearance strangely wild on beholding maliela gennaro's sunken eyes lighted up with passionate adoration and approaching her with trembling uncertain steps and sinking upon his knees he flung a bundle at her feet murmuring brokenly for you for you i did it but maliella sprang back horror-struck for the silvery moonlight showed her that the bundle contained the glittering jewels of the madonna Full of awe, she gazed upon the sparkling gems until she became fascinated by their rich color and beauty. And whilst the gennaro poured forth the story of how he had broken into the church and secured the treasures, explaining that he believed the Madonna had already forgiven his sacrilege in consideration of his overwhelming love, the half-dazed girl mechanically began to array herself in the ornaments— placing the diadem on her head and hanging the chains and bracelets upon her white neck and arms. The form of the kneeling Gennaro seemed to fade away from her sight altogether, and the glittering jewels conjured up before her mental vision the picture of her beloved Raffaele only, and as in a trance she began to murmur words of love, bidding her sweetheart admire her dazzling appearance as though he were indeed at her side Genaro, in his own overwrought state of mind now believed that the tender smiles and gentle love phrases of the entranced girl were addressed to himself and full of joy that as he imagined his passion was at last returned he clasped the jewel decked form in his arms in a loving embrace Maliella, still under the strange spell of the mental vision of Raffaele, which her vivid imagination and passionate desire had conjured up, yielded herself unresistingly to the mystical atmosphere of love which enveloped her senses, and as Gennaro, quite unsuspicious of her mistake, and almost mad with the unexpected joy of possession, held her in a close embrace, the half-dreaming girl lost to her surroundings "'uttered a deep sigh of unconscious content "'and swooned in his arms. "'Meanwhile, Raffaele and his companions "'had returned to the meeting-place of the Camorists, "'and here, in a lonely house on the outskirts of the city, "'a merry throng of outlaws had gathered "'to pass the remainder of the festival night "'in an orgy of feasting, dancing, and love-making.' On the entrance of the serenaders, a bevy of bold, pretty maidens surrounded the handsome Raffaele, and endeavored to win kisses and favors from him by their rival attentions, but, to their surprise and disappointment, the Camorist leader was in no mood for their importunities, and instead of bestowing the eagerly expected kisses, he chose instead "'to sing them a happy love-song, "'in which he set before them "'the charms of his beautiful Maliela, "'The Camorrist girls, piqued at his performance for a chance stranger, "'teased him unmercifully "'because he had not yet succeeded "'in carrying off his fair lady-love. "'But Raffaele, caring little for their spiteful taunts, "'bade them proceed with their revels, "'and noise and laughter soon reigned supreme.' Just as the hilarity was at its height, there came a sudden interruption, for, hearing a cry for help from without, Raffaele bade one of the revelers open the door. His command was instantly obeyed, and, to the astonishment of all, in rushed Maliella, still in her night attire and adorned with the jewels of the Madonna. On awakening from her swoon and finding herself in the arms of Gennaro, She had been filled with dismay on realizing that she had, unwittingly, yielded herself to the passion of one suitor when her love was given to another, and overcome with shame at this discovery, and still horrified at the recollection of the sacrilege which had been committed for her sake, she had struggled free from the detaining embrace of the young blacksmith, and escaping from the garden— had hastened with all speed to seek protection and comfort from Raffaele. So exhausted was the girl by her strong emotion and hasty flight that on finding herself at last in the presence of her real lover, she had only strength left to announce that she had fled from Gennaro, who was even now following her, when she fell fainting to the floor and as raffaele bent over her in concern he commanded a party of his companions to seek for gennaro and bring him in alive or dead stung by the curious glances cast upon him by the saucy camorrist maidens raffaele quickly succeeded in rousing maliella and upon his stern demand for an explanation of her present distraught condition the unhappy girl was compelled to confess how she had unconsciously yielded herself to the passion of gennaro whilst under the spell of her thoughts of raffaele on hearing this strange story, derisive laughter arose on every side from the girls whose kisses the Camorist leader had refused a short time before, and stung to madness by their sneers and ridicule, and believing that he had been fooled purposely by Maliella, Raffaele spurned at a wretched girl, thrusting her from him with such force that she fell to the ground thus revealing more conspicuously the dazzling jewels she wore at sight of the madonna jewels and realizing that an act of sacrilege had been committed An awed silence fell upon the revelers, but on hearing the distant voice of the now approaching Gennaro as his pursuers chased him, Maliella declared that the jewels had been stolen by him for her sake from the sacred statue. Full of horror at such a deed, the women and most of the men fled from the house, and as Gennaro staggered in, closely pursued, Raffaele sprang forward to slay him but suddenly recoiled again superstitiously from one whom he now believed to be accursed. Maliella, distracted by the sin which had been committed for her sake, and full of despair because Raffaella now disdained her love, poured forth passionate words of reproach upon the wretched Gennaro and snatching from her neck and arms the flashing jewels of the madonna she flung them to the ground at his feet and rushed from the house demented crying wildly to the sea to the sea raphaele and all the revellers had by this time left the house shudderingly as though it had been visited by the plague for wild and lawless though they were their superstitious beliefs still had power to fill them with terror because of the sacrilegious deed that had been committed. And Gennaro was thus left alone for the time being, though some of the bolder spirits among the Camorists intended to return later to deal him his death blow. But Gennaro cared not whether he died by the hands of the Camorists or not. FOR HIS WHOLE BEING WAS NOW ENVELOPED IN HORROR FOR THE DEED OF WHICH HE WAS GUILTY. FULL OF REPENTANCE AND ONLY LONGING FOR PARDON, HE CRAWLED UPON HIS KNEES TOWARDS A FRESCO FIGURE OF THE VIRGIN, WHICH APPEARED UPON ONE OF THE WALLS OF THE ROOM, AND PROSTRATING HIMSELF BEFORE IT, PRAYED EARNESTLY FOR FORGIVENESS. A STREAK OF ROSY LIGHT FROM THE RISING SUN AT THAT MOMENT PIERCED THE GLOOMY TWILIGHT, and taking this as a miraculous sign sent to him in answer to his prayers as a token of the Madonna's forgiveness, Gennaro uttered a cry of thanksgiving. Then, still not deeming himself worthy to live after his deed of sacrilege, and overwhelmed by the despairing hopelessness of his unhappy love-passion, he seized a knife from a table close at hand And plunged it into his heart. At this moment, some of the Camorists, accompanied by an angry mob of the townsfolk who had just discovered the crime that had been committed, burst into the house to wreak their vengeance upon the committer of sacrilege. But one and all stopped suddenly upon the threshold and dropped their weapons in silence as they gazed upon the limp form of the unhappy Gennaro, lying dead beside the scattered jewels of the Madonna. End of Section 54